As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is episode 338, A Dance with Dragons, chapter 68, The Dragon Tamer. We finally get to dance with dragons, or at least Quentin does. Welcome to Unspoiled. A horror chapter for Halloween. It's not exactly the sound effect I would have chosen for this chapter. The ghost of a dragon lurks in this pyramid. I would have chosen... Ah! Yeah, this chapter has an ironic title. Yeah, because it's not taming at all. Well, I mean, I guess you could say, like, he's attempting to. I guess. Uh, He He fancies himself a tamer. He does. Much like with Daenerys, he thinks he can tame... But he cannot. Yeah, I, uh, oh dear. I, the thing is, like, based on the previous chapter that he had where he's uh, thinking about going home and how shameful it'll feel and just how far he's come to get this done, I get why he feels he has to do this, but it's just such a bad idea. Well, the whole chapter just feels like he's, it's a suicide mission. Yep. And then it is. Yep. Spoiler alert, <laughs> in case you were waiting till the end of the episode to find out what happened, it goes badly. But it's like, I was trying to get, like, before I even got to the end, like, think about what the equivalent in life is for this. And it's like if someone was like, hey, can you, like, drive this car over, like, a frozen pond? It's like, I'm trying to think of something as, like, it's like a 99% chance you're going to die. Yeah. Like, no one's ever done this before. It's super dangerous. And he's got this like sick feeling the whole time and just of like, I have to and I really don't want to and I have to. Yeah. And it made me think of way less dramatically than what you were suggesting. Uh, When I would go into an algebra final in high school and I was the worst at it and I knew that I was going to completely fuck it up and I was just like I have to do this but as I'm doing it I'm like I'm fucking this up I I know I am 
It's the worst feeling. Except that I uh, I did multiple choice once and just picked randomly and went through and was like ready to cry at the end because I thought that I was going to fail. And then I got the highest grade in the class from just picking random bubbles. What? Yep. Really? Yep. And my teacher, I remember he, he was, I went to get my grade all nervous and like waiting to hear that I'd gotten like a 40. And he goes, oh, you got the highest grade in the class. You got a 92. And the shock on my face was so evident. And he gave me a funny look and was like, you studied, right? And I was like, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah, of course. He was like, you studied, right? Oh, wink. There was an angel guiding my hand that day. Yes. <laughs> a statistically improbable angel. Yep. Um, but the thing is with this, this is such an optional mission to go on. And it's just so like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. It's so optional. Like, I get what you mean by that. But at the same time, he feels like he has to do something super dramatic in order to get her attention. So I understand why this is what he's picked. And he figures, I've got Targaryen blood in me. I'll be able to handle some of this. Yeah, but he didn't like test it at all. No. How do you test it without a dragon? Uh, Try to catch yourself on fire. I mean, well, I he did he, hold his hand over a candle. Yeah, it doesn't. Actually, that must be the foreshadowing at the beginning because he's not fireproof like Daenerys is. No. Um, I'm not even sure that Daenerys is like fireproof. I don't know. It's like I've, there's a lot of people out there who say that that was only for her uh, her spell yeah. that she had at the in the first book. But her hair was on fire. And she wasn't screaming or anything when she took off on Drogon. Yeah, I think she's either fireproof or at least high, highly flame retardant. Okay. Because um, she doesn't mind like super hot baths that other people are like, it's too hot. So by that logic, she's immune to flame. It seems like she has a very powerful resistance to flame damage. Okay. To heat in general. Yeah. I mean, if you can be near dragon fire and be okay, then... Because that shit melts stone. Yeah. So you're probably magical. You probably live in a volcano. Uh, uh, so we start at the beginning. Sure. I mean, the whole chapter is like... One... It's just like him, like... you know, he's It's kind of like the Barrison chapter, and I think they're deliberately paired... One's the Kingbreaker and one's the Dragon Tamer. They're taking place at the same time. Mm -hmm. They both start with like this kind of like waiting around and nervousness and thinking about like why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Think about Daenerys and like what your relationship to her is. And in this guy's case, like trying to drink wine and make himself fall asleep, which (laughs) that's dumb. Yeah, well, I guess they didn't have to leave at that point for like four hours or so. Still, though, you're not going to be top of your game. Yeah. Um, and then he saw the other guy's like, well, I'll have wine now. He's like, no, no, not now. Right. <laughs> You're supposed to drink wine and then take a nap and then wake up and be sharp. Not drink wine now. You need goat milk. That stuff makes you powerful. So, yeah, he has he's forcing himself to hold his palm over the candle flame in the beginning. Yeah. And Paul pulls back with a wince of pain and cries out. And uh, that yeah, that's our first indication of okay. So yeah, he doesn't have any magical ability with that. Yeah, shocking, bad call. And, this should have uh, been your like eh, maybe I should try this like two weeks ago. And then he goes and uh, they meet with the tattered prince's people, and 
he has the masks and everything for them to look like brazen beasts. Yeah. And tells him that the password is dog. Yeah, the whole brazen beast thing is really... One, it's amazing people haven't been taking advantage of it more up until now. And now it's just like everyone's doing it at once. Yeah. Like the whole masks thing I think is over after tonight. There's been too much fucking around. Um, yeah, I don't understand here. When he first goes to the first set of doors to just get into the pyramid to begin with. And he says dog. And these two guys like look at each other and one says dog it is then. The, the door is yours. That wasn't the correct word right there either, right? I don't know if Groleo was the word for everybody or just for like the people in the region of the king. Okay. So I don't know if that was all. But it does seem like when they hit the second group of people where some of them have locust masks on, they're... So maybe the first two guys are like they put some of the goons who weren't fully on Shave Pate's side in like one area and there were two passwords. I thought that the first group, the first two guys... We're like, that's not the right word, but we're going to let you go in because you're going to get taken care of once you're inside, once you're trapped. Well, if they do, they don't warn the other guards that are ahead of time, like ahead of them. They don't need to because they're going to say the password and give themselves away first. Yeah, but they don't go. Those guys get slaughtered. Yeah, because Archibald is terrifying. But I, I don't give these guys that much credit because they should have at least like come around the back and like tried to help out or like shot them with crossbows from behind if they were going to be like, oh yeah, go go fucking fight our friends who you outnumber, by the way. I don't know if they're friends. That's probably overestimating. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, either way, these guys are like, or maybe they just don't give a fuck. Maybe. I mean, they're like, they're Knights Guardsmen. They're, you know, fine. Take the spot. I don't care. I just felt like there was some significance in the fact that they look at each other and then the way the guy responds, dog then. Like, that wasn't the word I was looking for, but okay. Like, there's something about that that just made me go, mm. I do like the idea that they're both like, where, you know what, our replacements haven't come back. We said we were going to go get drunk tonight. Like, my wife only lets me do that like one night a week. I really want it to happen. <laughs> All right, the, f- fucking whoever, take our spot. Someone else will sort out that you got the wrong fucking word. So once these two guys go away, um, they have the rest of their group meet up with them and they have a little wagon that's uh, led, pulled by a mule, which is pretty in, pretty surprising that they're going to try and smuggle this in, but okay. Yeah, like not, they get the, rid of the two guys at the gate, but then they're like, well, we can barge a mule through here. Right? That's cool. And there's two, two uh, halves of an oxen. Mm-hmm. Right? And I mean, it's one ox. Of an ox. I don't know. Is it oxen for one? It's ox for it's one, ox right? ox for one. Okay. Two, one, two, two halves of an ox and two sheep. Yep. And uh, yeah, then they meet the second group and that is when shit goes wrong. And you can either say like the password was wrong here or they're just like, normally our guards don't show up with a ox cart full of meat. Well, they probably do when they're feeding the dragons. They got to feed them. Yeah, but I'm guessing this is not the right time or I don't know. Hmm. This is a a suspicious bunch at this point. Well, this I kind of <laughs> I feel like every time we read about Quentin in any under any sort of pressure, he's just dropping the ball so hard and yeah. getting his ass saved by somebody else. Totally. He almost gets a spear through the throat 
because he's so busy watching Archibald kill somebody mm-hmm. that he is c- distracted and not like helping or fucking moving or doing anything. And Garrus manages to save him at the last second. But it was like, I just kind of felt like, why? <laughs> why just save him? He's the worst. Yeah, these guys made a really... You know, everyone came on this trip. It was an option. I mean, I guess the Tattered Prince made the decision for his guys. Right. And then uh, Quinn gave Garrus and Archibald the, the out, like, multiple times to leave. And they're yep. like, we're going. But why they put any faith in this guy, I don't know. I don't either. He was like, listen, guys, I can't fight a scared dude with a knife, but I can fucking take a dragon down. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, that's sort of what happens later once he goes in and he gets, he's so busy watching. He just doesn't have the awareness of what's going on around him. Yeah. So it's sort of a repeat of him just paying attention to one thing and having no concept of what's going on behind him. Um, It's like, I don't know. I thought that he got brought up at arms and stuff. I mean, he got raised as a prince. So why didn't he? Why isn't he better at this? But I guess that not everyone's good at something. Yeah, I know. It's just one of those things that you sort of take for granted. Like if you were brought up as a in a certain way from a young age, but Samuel Tarley never caught on either. So, yeah. And just because like there are plenty of people who are mediocre at fighting and also like he has he never fought for real like he like yeah. trained but like hasn't he's been like that his first battle like he basically didn't have to do anything so like those kind of instincts just maybe he like if he fought in 40 battles eventually he'd get good and like start to get the sense of what was happening but hmm. he'd probably just die um so yeah he goes inside and i love this because i had pictured this not quite correctly earlier when we read these chapters where they go to the pit mm-hmm. and in this one i realized like that the doors are on the ledge that's around the top of the pit yeah i didn't realize that before so then when he describes that a pair of glowing eyes like comes up out of the darkness yeah. i was like that is the best thing yeah this, i feel like this chapter is written as horror yeah, I see that. And it's kind of like an alien or something where like there's monsters loose in the dark and you can't really. Yeah, that's true. It felt like alien, especially but... with uh, Viserion in the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, that's like uh, not, dr- but like, you know, you can easily imagine that scene in Alien where they're looking at the little radar and it's like, it says it's right here. <laughs> then it jumps down at them. Yeah. So he remembers that Viserion was on the ceiling last time he came in with Daenerys he lifts his torch and looks up and he sees the his like tail curled around him and that he's like burrowed into the rock and made a cave for himself which is crazy right so these i mean these dragons have been there a long time the whole like one of them is completely out of their chains mm-hmm. he's off the chain one is like only partially encased and then he's he's burrowing a cave in the ceiling so like they leave them in there another two weeks. Does he just come out the side? Like, right. does he pop out into a hallway somewhere? And I do love, too, that when they get to the doors, before they even open them, that there's dents as if something were trying to get out. Yeah. And that the... Something uh, did. Right? And then one corner of one of the doors is partially melted. And uh, there's just, like, big, like, cracks in the, in the iron. Mm-hmm. Just, like, you know, these doors aren't going to handle this for much longer. No. 
It was a matter of time. So, all right. It's at this point that Quentin tries to, he has a whip. He's like, I'm going to follow what Daenerys did. I have armor on. She was wearing like underwear. I can do this. Yep. And he tries it with both dragons. Yep. Neither one really works. Nope. And for his trying, he gets. You skipped over one of my favorite parts. Okay, let's get let's get back into it. Um, he, the first guy who gets attacked is trying to stop Viserion from going out the door. Right. Because Viserion like flutters up and then is sort of scrabbling on his on the pinion ends of his wings and his feet, which, which I think is cool and scary. The way that they walk like that? Yeah, because they're like kind of snaky and weird. Bat-like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have four feet and walk around all noble like a horse. So. <laughs> and even though it's like really awkward looking, it's re- he's really fast. Yeah. Um. So this guy loses a crossbow bolt at Viserion. I don't think it, it actually penetrates, right? Yeah, it's it just says like- dragon blood comes out. Oh, yeah, and the dragon blood is red and gold and, yeah. like, white hot. Like, I thought that was a cool detail. So it's, like, almost like uh, melted gold or something. Yeah. And it's been established you can't shoot a dragon on the side with a crossbow. And apparently it can pierce the scales, but it's not going to stop them. Right. It just makes them angry. Yep. So he immediately is telling this guy, fucking stop it. But it's too late. This guy, Viserion, closes his jaws around him. And the guy is wearing a mask, a brazen beast mask, and fire comes out of the mouth hole of the mask. <laughs> yeah. And then there's two soft popping sounds as his eyes melt and like po- fall out of his head. And then the metal around the eye holes of his mask starts to run. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That's really fucking hot. Right. <laughs> and I love that, he- that he's like watching this freaking out and even pretty maris is like totally flipped like she's seen a lot of horrible shit and oh, yeah. she cannot handle this well you just like these are nightmare mo- creatures mo- yeah they can kill anyone mm-hmm. they could kill at this point it becomes clear that they are all as good as dead yep um but they are animal like he's he does that and kills this guy and then is like looking around for threats and just starts eating his leg because yep. like because everybody's not? just frozen like oh shit oh shit yeah. um and then uh is that one uh, this Quentin? is when quentin decides okay i'm gonna go after this guy who's right in front of me with the whip yeah and but- i mean you gotta hand it to quentin as as incompetent as he is he's fucking going through with it and i have to admire that he's like not just shitting himself here right you know he keeps like from from inside his perspective it seems like he's like frozen a lot of the time but he yeah. does finally make his move yep um however i think a lot of other people would have just cut and run at this point <laughs> they'd well, have been like fuck it i was this is a huge mistake i have an argument to make here okay is that they could have let the dragons go i mean so if they broke in they opened the doors and then they fucking beat feet. Or even at this point where it becomes like before he like he tries to shoot the the dragon from escaping. Like they get in. It's clear the dragons are not in chains anymore. Right. And they let them out. You're saving the dragons from being killed, which I think impresses Daenerys. Okay. You're uh, possibly getting a chance to 
tame them, though probably not. And you're you're basically they're going to start doing damage in the city, which hopefully will get Daenerys to come back there somehow. And if not, may fuck up. Like the people in charge here are awful, and these guys right. don't care for them. So like, I don't think there's a, a lose situation if you let the dragons out. Okay. Worst case scenario, they just fly off into the ether and you never see them again. Worst case scenario, somebody writes a hit song with just one line screamed over and over. Who let the dragons out? Oh, I was like, what the <laughs> heck is happening? Um, yeah, so he goes after Viserion first with his whip. Yep. Viserion knows his name. He turns when Quentin yeah. calls to him. And... Quentin cracks the whip, but doesn't notice that Rhaegal has gotten up behind him. And even here, Garrus is trying to save his ass and being like, look behind you. What are you doing? And he turns, sees Rhaegal's mouth open. Yeah. And then realizes that he's on fire. And I really love that last line where, oh, he thought, and then he began to scream. Yeah. That's a great, great line. Um, it's very understated, much like It's him. just one of those, like, how it is when you, like, burn yourself. You don't feel it right away. Yeah, because you're in shock. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it's just, like, everything is horrible. <laughs> um, I feel like Quentin gets the, he's like, uh, Okar, Eris Okar. Like, he's kind of boring, he does some stuff, and then he dies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. So I'm happy. I just, I don't, why did they do that? Like why? I don't know. I don't understand how he thought they really, like how in his heart he really thought he was going to tame a dragon. I really don't think that he felt he could. I feel like he just didn't have any other ideas. Right. So he figured it's better to die trying my best than it is to go home with nothing. I still think loosing the dragons, I mean, maybe that doesn't get you fucking the help of the the tattered man. The tattered pr- prince. The tattered prince. The tattered man. Um, but Sir. I think that's I a plan. I didn't go to prince school for 17 years for nothing. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I think that's a plan that could c- kind of work and, and is still crazy reckless as opposed to like, not only am I going to let these beasts out, but I'm going to try to whip one into submission. Mm. Also, they one can kill 30 people without really trying. Or how many people died in that fucking pit? Like 300 or something? Oh, yeah. I thought it was like 200 died and three times that number were injured. Yeah. And it was one dragon. And he's like, these guys are smaller, so it'll be okay. Yeah. We'll be in an enclosed space. That's safer. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Poor Quentin. Poor Quentin. Do you think everybody else there died as well? Or did they, like, make it out while he was burning to death? I think it depends. I think because from the one's reaction where he's eating the one guy, well, if they just, like, try to run out of there or, like... I think a couple people, if they, like, slam themselves against the wall and just don't move, could possibly, like live to tell the tale okay because i'm sure after eating the dragons would be like let's leave <laughs> um hopefully they don't like eat these people and then just fall asleep where they're sitting <laughs> but from uh that would be hilarious right but from barrison's chapter we know they they are out yeah 
So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think a couple of these people could live. The dragons don't seem thorough. Just if you fuck with them, they will kill you. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Is, do you have anything more to say on this chapter? No, I mean, it was, it was nicely paced. It was tense. It had like good horror elements to it. It was nice for Halloween. Uh, I'm glad the dragons are out. I hope everything goes crazy, which it seems like it's going to. Um, I do feel like it's just a bummer that we had to spend so much time with Quentin when his storyline was so... Like, this feels like the only consequential thing that he did. And we spent so much time like, this guy's a dud until, like, he lets the dragons out and then he dies. It's like, well, couldn't an interesting person have let the dragons out? Or couldn't have we gotten a few less chapters of him dudding around? (laughs) Yeah, I understand what you mean. I, uh, I think the main thing for me with his chapters was just how much he thought about characters that we've never met or seen or anything. That really just... I don't care. You know, he's thinking about like, before I did this, I should have done X, Y, Z. I should have kissed the drink water twins and married one of them and gotten her with child and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I don't know her. I don't know like anything about your interest in her. I, I, I don't care about this. It, I understood that he was trying to hammer home sort of the point that he knew he was probably not coming back from this. And, that he had regrets and things that he actually wanted, but it just, and you know, him thinking about his friends on the way that died as well. Right. It feels like a, like a, it's like a hero's journey. And he even thinks about it. Like the hero always comes back, but his friends die. Like he's like an ordinary guy who's been called to greatness and has to like face an incredible challenge. Right. Except he fails. Yeah. Um, And I think part of me wants it to be like if fucking Dario Naharis lets the dragons out, it's like, and he dies. I'm like, well, he had this hubris that he could do this. And like to have someone who's like, and this is hubristic of fucking Quentin, but he's such like a low key guy that you can't even be like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, what do you think (laughs) you were doing? Suck on that. Um, Instead, you're just like, yeah, of course, buddy. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But the thing is, like, he, it's not like he even, I don't even think he really thought it would work. He was just desperate enough that he was like, fuck it. This is the last play I've got and I'm going to do it. And if it works, awesome. And if it doesn't, I don't have to go home and face everybody with my fucking failure. (laughs) I just wanted so much more like vim and vigor out of quinn like even if his all his motivations were the same and his actions were the same i just wanted him to be less of like a boop 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 i get what you mean but i really do think that you you can't have everybody be super interesting and exciting it's unfortunate because but these characters need to be here even though they're less fun to read about yeah well it does it feels like any character whose name, whose chapter names are just about stuff that they're doing. So Asha Greyjoy and Barristan and uh, Okar and um, the bodyguard from like forever ago and uh, this guy. It's like he's cluing you in like these guys are like they're important for the plot. I need you to know what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I don't care about them. Gotcha. 
Theon Ari- being Ari- the only Ari-Hota, one where I'm like, I think you mean, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And that like Theon and Arya get that treatment, but only when they're like changing identities in a way. That's true. But if you're like open with like the merchant's man, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> what about Victarion? Uh, I suspect that maybe he doesn't fucking matter either. Oh, that's no fun. And I think he's like Victarion's a good example of like I'm like if Victarion dies like this in like some like great like he fucking sails his ships in and just gets slaughtered by the dragons or the volunteers or both i'm like yeah that checks out like he was fucking crazy we were like holy <laughs> shit what's this guy doing and he crashes and burns in some spectacular fashion that moves the plot forward yeah that that works all right what if it were something really boring like he got the pale mare I could totally see it being something dumb, like they're sailing and like, Bwah! and he like hits a rock and fucking <laughs> sinks. Uh, he'd be happy to drown. Yeah, wants to be in those watery halls. And then the at the end, it'll be him in in waterly watery the waterly hall <laughs> in watery halls with his like crazy fire hand, and the drowned guy's just like, nah. Yeah, I don't know what you did sun. for that hand, but you aren't. You're not, you're not allowed here. Hey, it's me, the water god. Oh my god, that was good. I liked it. <laughs> was it? It sounded like your mouth is full of water. It yeah. made sense. <laughs> hey, Victorian. All right, so uh, I wanted to read a couple of new reviews that we got. Are you down? I'm down. Okay. So, first one from the U.S. Five stars. Nailed it by <laughs> S4C. You pervs nailed it. (laughs) I love the amount of time and detail you put into each chapter. Just finished the series so far and was depressed until I put the word out on Reddit and they pumped you guys up. Also, you're not near as big of crybabies when something tragic happens. You make light of it. I enjoy that and can't wait to see what else you creeps are up to. (laughs) Any plans of doing the show seasons apparently with the winds of winter not coming out until Theon's wang grows back? Keep keep it up, Cheech. This guy loves weird forms of address. I love that. Uh, I like to think that he writes like a letter to his mom, like, hey, perf. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, S4C, just for your information, you can find um, some coverage that we did of the show seasons with the two of us on unspoiledpodcast.bandcamp.com those are paid episodes they're a buck each actually i think season season two is on sale right now that's like 50 cents an episode when you when you buy the season yeah um so it's real cheap and we are working on season three right now we are going to have uh three episodes up for that so far and we did a special covering the first season uh back when we very first started doing this podcast and we recorded two separate episodes covering that with some friends the sound quality is not great it's not the best coverage so we're going to go back and do some gilded eagles to cover season one over again but it's going to be a while before we're done with that so yep just fyi okay um this is five stars from the u.s valon Carr by R-O-F-L-C-O-P-7-E-R. Isn't that roll? Roll on the floor, cop-seven-er? It's a roller cop, roll-for-copter, like a helicopter. Roll-for-copter? I think. But it, that seven is supposed to be a T? I think it's an E? 
There's already an E there. Uh, maybe it is. <laughs> Listen, anyway. I'm not a lead a actor. I wait. What? Who? I'm not. Didn't we read the Valencar one before? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I really enjoy the show, and especially how Brennan can catch things I didn't, but miss or misunderstand things that I found obvious. Well, it's interesting to see this story unfold for someone who doesn't think like I do, and I like to hear Natasha and Brennan go back and forth when they disagree. <laughs> I've been I don't. <laughs> Shut it. I've been listening for a while and wanted to comment on something related to the latest episode, 335. But do not have Facebook or Twitter, so I guess I will use this one opportunity to also mention that I think you're forgetting about the Valonqar. It's part of the prophecy. Right. The Valonqar will wrap his hands, hands around, your, around neck. your throat. Yeah. yeah. For Cersei. Yes. Because I was like, at the end of the prophecy, she dies or something, right? It's like after he's taken all that you hold most dear. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we will have to go over this in wrap-up week. Um, and then... Last new uh, new review, five stars from the U.S. by stressed out one liter, I'm guessing, one L. Oh, sure, why um, not? I snort laughed in public because of this. <laughs> one liter of fluid. This is my new favorite podcast. I didn't discover it until reading the fifth book, but I love it so much. I'm rereading starting from book one so I can keep listening. Brendan's full of hilarious nonsense and Natasha is adorable as she translates Brendan's hilarious nonsense <laughs> for those who don't easily follow the path of a monkey mind. <laughs> what? Yes. And in the hey. midst of all the snort-worthy hilariousness, they have a lot of insights and catch things I don't. In short, love the podcast. It's funny. They pay attention when you don't want to. I highly recommend, but be careful listening at gym at the gym because you might snort with laughter while doing squats and that can be hazardous for several different reasons <laughs> nice i like it wow she called it, she said you're in a monkey I, that's the only thing i'm thinking that about. is completely true what that is the best description of this ever that's you way. absolutely do well like a like an like it swings from idea to idea yeah and it's like really like add which we know is totally true i am on medication <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. Oh, for S4C uh, Attack, talking about covering the seasons as well, I should mention that I have my own solo podcast called Natasha Spoiler Hour, and I covered season three there. Um, so if you want some freebies, but it's just me, there's no Brendan, and I know that's horrible, so just ignore it. Just, just over forget here about it. eating bananas with my feet. <laughs> as usual. As usual. <laughs> well, that was fun. Was it? Because you seem annoyed. <laughs> no, I appreciate I, I am a sensitive man. Aww. Eagle high five. Kick Thanks for listening to Unspoiled. Come and find us on our blog at unspoiledpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Unspoiled Show and interact with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash unspoiledpod. Thanks so much, and we will see you again soon with a new chapter.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.